The concept is the same. It's two churches now becoming one. And you do that through a very similar process, whether you call it a merger or an acquisition from a legal basis. The process is really very, very similar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Law and Church, a podcast for church leaders. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with Josh Bryant, managing attorney at Church General Counsel and an ordained pastor. Hey, we are back in the studio recording again. We're very excited to uh, to jump into a, an awesome topic today, uh, Josh. Uh, but how, how have you been? What's been going on? Lots of good stuff going on. Got a book coming out here pretty quick. It's uh, come back from the editors on bylaws and business meeting. And so now I'm editing their edits and I'm sure they're going to edit my edits and uh, we'll see how long it takes to get so much editing. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll see how long it takes to go through the process, but it's uh, it'll be coming out here pretty quick, uh, hopefully. And so working through that, uh, lots of great stuff going on. Yeah, lots yeah. of good stuff. So That's exciting times. Uh, and where can people find that book to get uh, pre-orders or anything like that? What's what's going on with that? Yeah, so we're going to have some stuff on churchbylawsbook.com. Uh, okay. That's one place you can go. Uh, certainly we'll uh, let everybody know when it's going to go live on Amazon and uh, all your other book purchasing apps or e-readers or whatever you yeah, want to, however yeah. you want to read it. So that should be... Uh, Hopefully coming out. We'll, we'll have more information on that within the next month or so, I think. So, uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, hey, today, though, we're going to be jumping in um, basically for our church leaders here, how churches are better together. Kind of go into a little bit about what we're going to be discussing today. You, you know, better just happens to be our keyword for 2020. And we're talking about how churches can be better. And uh when we talk about being better together, we're not necessarily talking about ecumenicism. We're not talking about how churches partner together and work together. But at the end of the day, what we're seeing is we're seeing a huge uptick in the number of churches that are actually merging, mm-hmm. that they're going through a legal process of coming together and merging. Uh, and you know that there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Uh, you've seen the rise of the multi-site model where there are you know, one church with multiple sites. Uh, so that's one uh, reason why I think we're seeing some uh, some of these mergers. Uh, we're seeing uh, a lot of churches looking for, uh, you know, looking to expand. They need to, you know, find a bigger building or find more land uh, for parking or whatnot. And, you know, real estate prices right now are high. We've got a really booming economy, which means it's expensive to buy real estate. Uh, and, and so churches are, are kind of hesitant to do that, and mm-hmm. they don't want to commit that much money just yet. And then at the same time, you're also seeing a whole bunch of churches that are dying. Uh, you know, there are some estimates that would say, you know, 1,800 to 3,600, maybe up to 4,000 churches a year close their doors. Uh, wow. That's hundreds of, uh, you know, dozens of churches at least every week uh, that end up closing their doors. And then you end up with a whole bunch of real estate out there that's just dilapidated and nobody's taking care of. Matter of fact, uh, you know, one of the statistics that we've quoted on here before. Uh, is uh, that some research shows 62% of all church buildings in the United States has a congregation that can't maintain the building. They don't have the financial resources to maintain the building like they should. And so we're in this situation where we've just kind of got this 
this really great environment for churches to come together and to merge and to come into and, and become one church. So you've yeah. got some some growing churches that may be a little bit healthier that need bigger space, and you've got some older churches that may be dying. They may see their numbers declining, and that's kind of almost a match made in heaven, pun in, intended. There <laughs> uh, uh, for for two churches to come together uh, and and become one church. You've got other churches wanting to be multi-site, and so they'll merge with uh, another church and become one organization. Uh, and so for, for whatever reason, uh, we're seeing this environment where there are churches that are coming together, they're merging, and they're doing new things together. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to yeah. talk about church mergers today. Absolutely. It's exciting stuff to get into. And then obviously, I mean, it's it's one of those things that um, I think a lot, of, a lot of churches, it feels like it's failure or something if you if you're merging but i mean you're if you're doing it for the like i was talking about for the kingdom i mean it makes sense yeah. it makes sense in the long run um all right so let's kind of jump into kind of the first topic so churches are better than better together than when they're they close their doors yeah Whew, i apologize for that. that yeah hey it's it's a mouthful and you kind of have to listen to it real carefully <laughs> mm-hmm. so you got to say it real carefully but churches are better together than when they close their doors yeah uh, and, you know, again, we've talked about those statistics, you know, upwards of, you know, 3,500, 4,000 churches a year closing their doors. Um, you know, that's a lot uh, of churches that are just shutting down. Uh, and certainly when a church closes, uh, the effectiveness of that group of people at advancing the gospel and reaching their communities is obviously diminished. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there's a synergy where the 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 sum is greater or the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way churches should work. When we come together as a body of believers, we should be more effective than we are as individual believers. But as churches start to die, as resources run out, as 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 things happen, as life happens yeah. uh, to, to churches, uh, they become less and less effective. Well, that effectiveness ends the minute they close their doors. Mm-hmm. That church is no longer effective. Uh, that church is no longer doing anything. Uh, and so... What's one really good way not to do that? That is to join forces with other churches, uh, to, to come together and to merge and become one organization. Uh, you combine your resources, uh, you combine your facilities, or, or maybe you end one lease that's just you know sucking money out of the kingdom and you move into a situation where now instead of owning a building that you can't take care of and and leasing another place that another church you know is just continually spending money on, that church can come in, they can fix the building and, and get into a just a, bit, a healthier position financially. Mm-hmm. And as you become more healthily, healthy financially and you've got you know different leadership structures in place maybe or, or just different ministry philosophies, whatever the case may be, whatever the outcome of this merger is, this combination, we see the same thing. It's not yeah. just a matter of individual believers being more effective in the church. Now we've got two churches that are more effective as one church, and they're coming together, and that synergy's there. The whole is greater than the sum of the two parts, and you're more effective. You're accomplishing more for the kingdom. And so, yes, absolutely, churches are better together than when they close their doors. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one really great way to avoid closing your door uh, is for a merger, uh, yeah. to, go, to go through a merger process. And it's really pretty simple. It's not a difficult process. It's difficult to get right. Uh, but that's why there are people like me in the world, yeah. <laughs> those, those lawyers uh, who, who uh, have to make sure their I's are dotted and T's are crossed and the paperwork goes where it's supposed to go. So uh, definitely, um, you know, if you're looking to get into multi-side, if you know of a church that's struggling, or if you are leading a church that's struggling, a merger is a great way to go. And it is not a failure. It's not mm-hmm. a failure to merge. We're going to talk about that some more here in a minute. But um 
it, it's a great way to ensure that the world doesn't see a church die. Yeah, it sees two churches come together for one purpose, and that is to advance the kingdom. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so, uh, theologically, legally. All of it is sound and certainly something worth thinking of, depending on your circumstances. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And there's a, um, a this recently happened actually in our community where a church that my church was somewhat connected to. I had several friends that went to that church um, shut down, and it was mm-hmm. it was a sad day, and it, it kind of left the congregation somewhat fending for themselves, right? Um, and so in, I wish that, honestly, we would have covered this before because that was something that even uh, the leadership at our church, they were, you know, very supportive of that church. Hey, whatever you guys need. I mean, it was, it was a conversation. It was definitely something that it hurt the whole community, yeah. right? And so this would have been a great topic to go in before that happened, being able to say, hey, how can we help? Let's let's give your congregation a place to go. Let's Let's come together, right, and make something that, you know, instead of just shutting another door— um, making it to where it actually works for everyone. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it'd be interesting. I don't know if a study's been done on this, but when a church closes its doors, how many sheep mm. wander off? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I would, I would bet that that number is higher than any church leader would be comfortable with at all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When you think about that before, it's it's they don't have a place to go. They yeah. don't know who the new people are. They don't know, you know, all of a sudden you start forming these small groups or cliques or whatever. And it's like you need to have a cohesive communication plan. You need to have all of that in place to be able to direct them because, I mean, essentially as church leaders, it's your responsibility. You're in charge of them. You're mm-hmm. responsible for them. Yeah, shepherd. Um, even if your church is closing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's yep. great. All right. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about the merger process. So what does that look like exactly? So churches can become better together. They are better together than when they close their doors, but they can become better together through this merger process. And and in the legal world, we call it M&A, mm-hmm. mergers and acquisitions. All right. We don't like to talk about acquiring a church because nobody owns a church except Jesus. And so a church can't acquire another church. That doesn't really work, even though you t- kind of acquire the other property uh, or acquire assets or whatnot, but ultimately it's, it's not really an acquisition. It's, it should be more considered a merger, and you can put any number of names that you want to with it. I know a church in Florida uh, that I've worked with in the past, and they didn't call it a merger. They called it an adoption. We're, we're going to adopt oh, that church, wow. yeah. uh, and uh, that's how they became a family. You know, And so you could call it a marriage. You can call it an adoption. You can call it a merger. You can call it an eggplant if you want to, but at the end of the day, the concept is the same. It's two churches now becoming one, and you do that through a very similar process, whether you call it a merger or an acquisition from a legal basis. The process is really very, very similar. Uh, and uh, you know, on the website, you can find a, a kind of an eight point uh, process that you can go through, but you can really boil that down uh, even further to about four steps that you can take. And the first one of those steps is to go into some negotiations. You've got to be able to negotiate with this other church, uh, and you guys have got to come to an agreement on exactly what this new church is going to look like. Who's going to be employed? Is there anybody who's no longer going to be employed? Um, You know, what's the name of the church going to be? Where are we going to meet? Um, Who's in charge? What's our theology going to be? Mm-hmm. What's our statement of faith, our, 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 our creed? What is that going to be? Uh, how, how, are, how are we going to merge the membership um, if this is a congregational church where we've got members who vote uh, or partners who vote? How do, we, how do we merge those together? How do we uh, handle deacons? How do we handle small groups? How do we handle the property and the finances and all that other stuff? There's a lot that's, that you've got to go into, and you've got to be very, very detailed in, in what that looks like. But you've got to have those negotiations. You've got to have those conversations about um, – who's going to do what, when, why, and how. Uh, 
so you've got to go through those negotiations, but then there's a due diligence process. Uh, you know, and we can, if you're an idealist like me, it's easy to get hung up on just this notion of come hell or high water, we're going to merge these churches because that's what the gospel and that's what Jesus would want. It's a, you know, it, we've got greater synergy. We're going to be able to reach more people. We're going to be able to advance the kingdom. Let's just plow through it. But you've really got to do some due diligence. You've got to take a look at finances. You've got to make sure that we know where the debt is. We need to make sure that there aren't any contingent liabilities out there, meaning people who may sue the new church because of something that happened while uh, the two churches were separate. Mm-hmm. That's something that you've got to think through. Yeah. Uh, you've got to know where the property is. You've got to know where the money is. You've got to know what the cash flows look like. You've got to know how many giving units you're talking about. There's so much you've got to look into. You really need to do a deep dive uh, into some of these things. And a lot of times it's good to have an accountant who can come in and, and audit both sets of books and make sure everybody knows uh, where where the money is and, and how the money is moving. Um, you know, Certainly when I do a merger, I go through that due diligence process myself uh, with, uh, with my clients. And so... Um, Definitely have to do your due diligence. Make sure you know what contracts are out there. How much money is you know are, are we going to end up losing as a result of this? Because that's possible too. You know, you may have to buy out a lease, or um, you know, there there may be insurance rebates that you have to forego or whatnot. There's all sorts of different things that could come up. So you got to do that, but then you've got to come up with a plan of merger, mm-hmm. and that's where you take your negotiations and your due diligence and you put it all into one document that says, "Here's our plan. Here's what we're going to do." And you're going to talk about your new name. You're going to talk about your new leadership structure. If you're going to have a new name and a new leadership structure, you're going to talk about what to do with the deacons and the members and the small groups or Sunday school classes and where you're going to meet and all that other stuff. So all of that stuff comes into this plan of merger. And then once that plan of merger is approved by the churches, either by the Board of Elders voting on it or the congregation or, you know, however the your church's bylaws require you to operate under that, that uh, scenario, uh, once it's approved, it's just a matter of filing the right paperwork with uh, the state office, uh, depending on what state you're in. Most, most states, it requires you to go to the Secretary of State of that state to file that paperwork, but then it's just a matter of filing the paperwork. Uh, it can take months for that paperwork to go through. <laughs> it's still a government bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day... You're going to file that paperwork one way or the other. You're either going to file articles of dissolution or you're going to file articles of merger. Uh, and when you file something with your secretary of state, you're telling the world something. When you incorporate for the first time and you file articles of incorporation, you're telling the world that this church exists. Yeah. When you file those articles of merger, you're saying these two churches are now one and we're working together to advance the kingdom. If you file those articles of dissolution, you're telling the world this church is dead. This church has died. Yeah. And that's, that's not a powerful. message. It is. And that's not a yeah. message we want to send. Yeah. Uh, and so um, one way or the other, somebody's going to be filing that type of paperwork. It might as well be a, a articles of merger rather than articles of dissolution. So yeah. that's the process that you go through. Again, it can take months. It can take some time. It's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. worth it. Well, and that's what kind of brings up our next uh, point, which is churches demonstrate the gospel better together. Because, yeah. like you said, it's a powerful statement in order to say, hey, this this church is dead, or no, hey, we're coming together. And that's what the hope of the gospel is all about. That's what it's it's all about. Um, and, uh, yeah, talk a little bit about that, too. You know, I, I wish I could say it as eloquently as Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm not him. Uh, and Jesus said it best. He prayed it, and it was that high priestly prayer in John 17. Uh, he's on his knees. He's fixing to go to the cross. And he's praying for his disciples. Matter of fact, he's praying for you and I, Brian. He's praying for us. And he says, I do not ask for these only, meaning his disciples, 
but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. So that's John seventeen twenty through 23. And I, I, I always, when, when I'm doing my quiet times, I'm always circling the words, so that, or mm, for, yeah. um, or in order that. Because that tells me why. And I, I'm one of those kind of guys that has to know why. And Jesus here is saying, let's be one. Let's come together. Let's, let's let believers be one so that for the purpose that the world would know that the Father sent the Son. Yeah, that's super powerful. That, that's a purpose. The, that's that, the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose. Yeah. And really, that needs to be the motivation and the purpose behind our church mergers yeah. is we are coming together so that the world would know that the Father sent the Son, that we're, we are one. We're coming together for that purpose. Now, is it just going to happen just by making that statement? No, of course. There's going to be work beyond that we've got to do. We've got to continue to be the church. We've got to make disciples. We've got to worship. We've got to do missions and, and so forth. But ultimately, when we come together, when we say we're not going to be a dead church that Jesus can't come back for because we no longer exist, we're going to be a unified church. We're going to be a merged church. We're going to come together, and then our purpose together is going to be so that the world would know that the Father sent the Son. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose. So when we merge, when churches come together rather than split apart, when churches come together rather than letting a church die, when churches come together, even two healthy churches yeah. say we're going to come together hmm. because we care more about advancing the gospel than our own autonomy. We're going to come together. We're going to work together. We're going to build this synergy. We're doing it because we want the world to know that the Father sent the Son. Wow. Powerful stuff right there. That That's is. a great reason for your church to merge. Absolutely. And what a great testimony to the world, too. As as people make mistakes, there's pain. And we talk about it from the sense of a church who is struggling, right, um, but also as two healthy churches coming together. They're still, we're still all still human. We're all still going to yep. make mistakes. We're gonna, there's going to be some of that um, just drama, I guess, in there, but being able to handle it like Jesus said— um, well, I mean, what a testimony to the world of being yep. able to say, hey, we are, there is a difference, and, and here is the proof of that. Yep. So. And we don't hear this a whole lot anymore, but I remember growing up, the, the, the big word, the, the, the bad word in church, it was the S word, mm. split. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> church splits. It was a big yeah. deal. We don't hear about yeah. it a whole bunch anymore. And yeah. maybe that's another reason why we're seeing such a big increase in, in church mergers that we saw an increase in church splits and now those churches aren't sustainable and so they're yeah. coming back together and merging and I've heard heard examples of that where two churches who were once separate are now together wow. again. Uh, they, they, they were one church they split and over an argument and now they've come back together um, great great stories of gospel reconciliation there even yeah. years and years and years after uh, a church split so um all, all very good reasons to to consider this whole process, this whole idea of a church merger. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's good great. Stuff. That's great. And as a church leader, I mean, make sure to go back because we've we've had several episodes of outlining policies and processes and going through those steps. So the, obviously, that would benefit anyone who's going through a, a merger uh, yeah. or even considering it. So uh, make sure that you go back and listen to some of those episodes. But this was a great topic. This is fantastic to jump into today. Good stuff. 
That's been another episode of Law and Church, and all the resources we've talked about today will be in the show notes. Uh, you can get those show notes on the Church Law blog at thechurchlawgroup.com or on our podcast website at lawandchurch.com. And of course, the show notes will always be available in your favorite podcasting app. That's right. And go do us a favor. Please go subscribe and review to our podcast. Listen, our heart is for the local church, and there are church leaders who really need to hear this stuff. And your review and subscription of the podcast just makes it that much more likely. And certainly we're going to be talking about stuff next week uh, that you're going to want to hear as we go into more detail. So uh, your subscription is also going to help make sure that you have access to that. And so uh, go do that. And then also make sure to go join the Church Law Group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, search Law and Church, and you will find that group. You can also find the link in the show notes. Thanks, everyone. Yep, And we will uh, see you next week.